Chapter 3 The dark clouds of London rolled over the smoke-infested skies of the city. It was difficult to distinguish between the natural clouds floating past and those of the chimneys that pumped out polluted debris. Dark, wicked and full of despair. The distant rumble of thunder reminded Elizabeth of her hollow, empty stomach that twisted within itself due to hunger. She stood peering at the fresh bread rolls, fluffy and inviting, in the bakery across the street. It was cold, yet she felt damp with sweat around her neck and forehead. Her throat was painful when she awoke this morning, and a hacking dry cough had developed as the day went on. A metallic taste of blood in her mouth with each cough, which she dismissed as the taste of hunger. Ouch! Watch where you are running! Around the ages of ten, two young girls ran right over Elizabeth's feet and knocked her concentration. They did not respond and just stood there panting from the run and looking past Elizabeth from where they had run from. Stop, you thieving rats! I will skin you alive! Elizabeth spun around to where the bellowing voice came from as she saw an overweight, sweaty man from the hat store huffing and puffing and waving his hands furiously in her and the two girls' direction. Are these your two brats? The man managed to voice as he dragged his short-of-breath body towards Elizabeth. She looked back over at the two girls, big brown eyes shining from dirt-smudged faces. They looked back up at her with their hands hiding something behind their backs. Elizabeth could see, held in their tiny hands, a collection of straws for hat-making. She turned back to the out-of-breath man and stood tall in front of the two girls. Chasing little girls, sir, and picking on them to do your bidding. I don't think that is wise, sir. The man's face grew red and sweat poured from his forehead. He went to form a reply before Elizabeth continued. If you do not walk away now, I will be forced to have the police hear my statement on how I saw you force these innocent children to provide you with your bidding to steal from passers-by. A small crowd now gathered on the opposite side of the street, watching all this unravel, and Elizabeth used this to her advantage. I am sure that a well-regarded shop owner as yourself would not want such stains on his reputation. He looked over at the crowd on the far side of the street and then back over to the peering heads of the two girls standing behind Elizabeth. He spat on the floor, turned on his heels and stomped back towards his shop with a sigh. Taking a deep breath, she turned to face the two girls who hid behind her, wanting to take them out of the scrutiny of the bystanders commenting amongst themselves about the commotion unfolding. She held their hands in each of hers and led them to the pond behind the marketplace. As they walked in silence, Elizabeth was conscious of how breathless she was, but shrugged it off as tiredness and lack of sleep. Sitting them down on the stone wall by the pond, she bent down so she could be at the same eye level as them. The fear was evident in their eyes. She smiled at them to soften the mood. I won't harm you. What are your names? I am Emily, and she is Naomi, miss, the eldest replied softly avoiding eye contact and swinging her legs while she sat on the wall, as her feet did not reach the floor below. Hello, Emily and Naomi. Have you eaten today? They both shook their heads. You know what I will do? I will get you some bread from the bakery if you can tell me where your mother is. Do not worry, you are not in trouble. Mama is in heaven. 
Our papa told us to go look for food, or we don't eat, Naomi said, almost in tears. I miss mama. Elizabeth looked at them in sympathy. What kind of father sends his daughters out to fend for themselves when they haven't even attained a reasonable age? She did not even know this man and he enraged anger within her. Another example of society putting her and these girls and many others like them in situations of hardship beyond their control. It is fine. You will both eat, don't worry. You know, stealing isn't good. It could damage you and you can get arrested and separated from each other. Stealing isn't for beautiful girls like you. She smiled brightly at them. You know what? I will take you somewhere. A place where they teach you to become proper ladies with education. Wouldn't you want that? You mean we would be educated like the boys? We will read books like the boys? Emily asked, her eyes bright and her voice filled with hope. She smiled at Elizabeth through the dirt over her face and through her lips, the decaying teeth that had not yet had a chance to develop. Yes, would you love that? Certainly. My mama used to read so much. Emily's eyes then fell to the floor as she continued. But Papa always hit her for reading. Well, nobody will hit you again now, she assured. All right, let us go and eat. With that, Elizabeth hopped off the stone wall and took their hands to take them to the bakery, ignoring the sharp pain in her chest. My guests are getting agitated due to the rumours that the slumps will be wiped out soon, Elian announced to Elizabeth. That is very inconsiderate of our political leaders, Elizabeth replied as she cleaned the mantelpiece in the gambling house. I think if they focus instead on how to get the streets cleaned up from the urine and shit that pours through instead of lining their fat pockets, then the lives of everyone will be better. And to think that Lady Carnal asked to speak in the chambers for this reason, but was refused the pleasure. She could have spoken for the people, representing their voice. What do you know, Elizabeth? Sir Lucas asked as he sipped his drink in the corner of the room, sitting comfortably in a big leather Chesterfield chair. What I know is that if women are allowed to speak in court and make decisions, they would understand the plight of the children in this so-called slump and find ways to make these children's lives better. Women do not have the zeal for politics, my lady. They should know their place. And what exactly is our place, my lord? To satisfy you in bed and bear airs for you? Elizabeth stopped cleaning and stood with her hands resting on her hips, waiting for the reply from the man. He looked at her with disapproval, ignored her question and continued drinking. She felt a shadow behind her, followed by a whisper. Stop pissing off my customers. Elian's voice in her ears. At that moment, Elizabeth caught his smile, walking into the room, tall and elegant as ever. Sir Friedrich cleared his throat and stood to greet William as he entered the room. Sir William, thank you for making it here. So good of you to join us and play a few rounds on the tables. Elizabeth dropped her gaze and, conscious of the intense feeling and redness spreading from her neck to her face, she excused herself and left the room, brushing past William without meeting his gaze. I heard you came over to the foundation. I wish I was around to see you. William's voice said from behind Elizabeth as she rested, leaning over the sink in the kitchen. She felt dizzy and nauseous, which was not the first occasion today with such feelings. You need to stop doing that. Coming from behind me, that is. 
Does it bother you? She looked over her shoulders to see his worried face. No, I guess I'm just tired of you sneaking into my personal space all the time. I am sorry then, he chuckled. I wanted to send for you. I miss your candid banter. She smiled and looked back over to the sink. Is that why you are here? Um, no. A friend invited me for some gambling, so I came. I thought you did not gamble, she reminded him. She felt the cold sweat again over her neck and coughed. Her sputum into the sink sat there with a slight crimson shade to it. You don't look well, Elizabeth. I can get my physician to have a look at you. William's voice sounded concerned. My lord. She started to protest at any help, and then, looking at the genuine concern on William's face, she allowed her instincts to take the lead. That would be very kind of you, Sir William. She abruptly got off her pathetic bed, awoken by the noises from outside her shelter. Opening her window as silently as she could, which still creaked in betrayal, she noticed the police officers. Unlike the street's low-ranking officers, these present had fitted and expensive uniforms. They seemed to be highly ranked, and like high-paid officials, they were brutal, dragging ladies out of their various shelters. Elizabeth spun around and found her shoes tucked under the bed. As she got up, the dizzy spells returned and she felt her chest tighten. She sat down on the edge of the bed and took a couple of deep breaths before pulling her shoes on and making her way outside. Hey! She shouted out to the officer who was dragging one of the girls out of the shelter. Let her be, you scumbag! She ran and struggled with his hands. He pushed her away, causing her to fall onto the edge of a cart, hurting her hip. She felt a wave of dizziness, but fought and struggled up again. The officer faced her and sighed, dropping the hands of the lady and stepping back. Elizabeth locked her eyes with his, challenging him to do his worst. He took the hint and smirked before backing away and joining his colleagues. She heaved deeply and bent down to help the girl back up onto her feet. The girl's weight on Elizabeth caused the pain to shoot across the outer hip of Elizabeth and into her lower back. She let out a little shriek. Her attention was drawn over to the far side of the street. This is to inform you that by nightfall tomorrow you are all to evacuate the premises. If not, you would be accosted with force and thrown out. The person that seemed to be the captain informed everyone who gathered. His voice was low and calm in manner. What do you mean we are to leave the premises? For many of us, this happens to be our home. We pay the little we can to the owners just to have a night's sleep. A voice hailed down from one of the open shutters. I am sorry if you would be made homeless. We are just following the directives, the captain said with a little bit of sympathy as his eyes followed a little girl not more than five years old, sucking her thumb and looking almost to tears. Who gave the directive? Elizabeth questioned. He sighed and nodded at his colleague, ignoring her question. Elizabeth watched them leave, then the dizziness and pain consumed her, and she was not aware of the floor hitting her face as she fell to the stone surface below and faded to darkness. <laughs>